All right, everybody. Thanks so much for stopping by another live episode of Real Estate Titans, sponsored by Lion Bolt Media. I'm your host, Craig Fowler, traveling throughout the marketplace, interviewing the top real estate professionals in our field, essentially gathering insight, inspiration, it really drives and motivates these top producers above and beyond everybody else in what I'd like to consider a real estate titan. Now, our very special guest and feature titan for episode 261, all the way from beautiful Colorado Springs, Colorado, none other than my good friend, San Sandy Lissenby. Sandy, it's an honor and a pleasure for you to be on here. I can't thank you enough for taking the time. Um, thank you so much. Seriously. Thanks for inviting me. I'm so excited, Greg. So, Sandy, I got I to gotta jump in here and ask, you know, obviously the, the, the qualifying questions into everybody out there to get to know you a little bit better as a, as a person, as a professional, and really you doing what you do to the highest of levels in the mortgage industry. So uh, I guess without further ado, let's jump in. Uh, tell everybody a little bit about yourself, who you are, where you're from, what got you into the biz and your progression through your career up until today. Feel like I'm on an interview. Oh. <laughs> well, that, that is what it is. <laughs> um, I um, well, I'm Sandy. Nice to meet you all virtually. Uh, I'm a happy mom of a nine-month-old and a three-year-old that are the blessing in my life, and they just drive chaos and and all types of goodness. Um, I uh, I'm a military brat, uh, Air Force brat. We traveled all around the world. Um, I speak Spanish. My mom's from Spain. We lived there for 16 years. Wow. Um, so people don't ever think I speak Spanish and then I'll start speaking Spanish. And then they're kind of like this double take, like scared, like this blonde chick speaks Spanish. <laughs> so Andy, I get that a lot. I, you know, I didn't know that you were bilingual and I was on your site earlier today and I saw two incredible videos on, on your site, by the way. And one was in English and one was in Spanish. And I couldn't quite tell, but I was like, is that dubbed over? Is that Sandy actually speak? And it was crisp. Now I know I should have put. Yep. Yep. I, I was the uh, guinea pig for our marketing team, which they did a phenomenal job with that commercial. Oh. It was the first commercial that uh, that Cherry Creek Mortgage Marketing Team put together. And that's my house, actually. Fun fact. Get uh, out. We, were, okay. we, we were trying to save a little bit on like, you know, where, where to film it. So I was like, sure, I'll, you know, do it in my house. Um, my neighbors were like driving by saying, who is this chick and where are their cameras and a crew in her house? <laughs> Um, but, um, but yeah, we, I, uh, I, 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 we lived in in Spain for about 16 years and then my parents decided, um, that I should go to, to American college, um, just to practice English. And, you know, I I was born in, I was born in the U S I'm American citizen. So it's like, they felt like I had to come back to the home country, you know, to get like a feel of where I was from and, uh, um, so I went to school at Western Michigan, super cold. Don't ask me to move back there again. I love my friends from Michigan, but you cannot pay me enough to move back there. It's too darn cold. Fair enough. Um, and, uh, so I moved, um, I moved, I graduated, I graduated in 08. Um, and so right when the recession hit or December of 07. And so I called my dad and I was like, dad, I'm in Detroit. I just graduated college. I'm desperate. I don't know what to do. Um, in Detroit, if you remember from the you know bailouts and all that, got hit pretty bad. Yeah. And he's like, you know what? Why don't you move to Colorado and you get into the Department of Defense and contracting and stuff like that? So I moved out there, and my first job was a recruiter, uh, but a recruiter for a government contractor. So I got to go to. Uh, I lived in Kuwait. I I went to Dubai. I lived in Kosovo. I lived in Bosnia. 
um, and lived in all these cool places, visited all these cool places, um, traveled a ton, which I love. Uh, my friends used to call me Globetrotter, not anymore with kids, but I, I uh, loved it and I still do. It's in my heart still. Love it. Um, but, uh, but then what happened is I was traveling so much that it came to the point where I lived in, I lived in Dallas, um, and I got hired by Amazon and I quit that job cause I didn't, I didn't mesh up with the culture there. Yeah. And I had like, a come to Jesus to myself. I was like, you know, what does I want to do? I've been doing this for 10 years. I've had a lot of fun with it, but I kind of want to find someone and settle down a little bit, you know? Mm. Um, so I went to Colorado and I was talking to my really good friend, Rich, who, um, is, is one of the owners of the company I work for. And he's like, you know, you should be a loan officer and get in the mortgage business. I'm like, in the mortgage business. I'm like, I work in HR. Um, and I'll tell you, I, I sat in his office for six months, just listening to him talk and, and getting to know the business. And I fell in love with it because in essence, we're still helping people. Yeah. I was helping people as a recruiter, finding jobs and landing employment, mm-hmm. having people travel all over the world, you know, ch- you know, following their dreams of, 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 of working. Right. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of transfer that into helping people get into a home. And in that dream of that prospect of being homeowners and having a place to call, you know, put their families in and, and have memories and all that. So it was actually, it was actually a pretty easy transition because I was going from helping people to helping people. Just, just in a different way. Sure. So, and I've been doing that for eight years now. I've closed about 1,500 loans since I started. Unreal. Uh, and then, yeah, it's, it's been, and now I manage uh, one, of the, one of the joint ventures under Cherry Creek Mortgage Holdings. Mm-hmm. So blessed. We support one of, the, one of the great builders in the United States, and they're out in five different states. So right now. Okay. Uh, so you're very lucky to be, you know, be helping so many people now across various states. Um, and, and, you know, still cultivating that. I don't know. I go to bed thinking sometimes, you know, I really helped that one family that they, they thought they could never get into a home. You know, there's still, even after so many loans or so many years, people that have a passion for this business, I feel like they still feel like every loan, especially those hard, hard deals are the reason why we get up and we keep doing what we're doing. So still feel very blessed to be in the position I'm in. Gosh, Sandy. I mean, but that shows your heart and your integrity. And, and obviously looking at it from a characteristic standpoint, you care. It, it's it's not just a transaction, you know, going through this for eight years um, and really taking us through the story of your life thus far. It's beautiful. And, uh, you know, we are who we are based off of uh, the situations that we've gone through, positive and negative, and, and really just poured that out to the people that are around us. Um, and that's colleagues, associates, but that's also clientele. Um, you wouldn't have been able to hit the levels you've hit. And then some, if that didn't really ring true and through of caring, of giving. Um, I, I did want to go back on the globe trotting uh, scenario, because I, I think that that's always fascinating too. And just like from a personal standpoint, um, you being a globe trotter, if you could, I guess if you could kind of look back at all the places that you've been and all the experiences mm-hmm. that you've had. What, what were some standout ones? What, what was the, what was the trip you said, wow, that was amazing. I have to go back or you, you loved it so much. You already did go back. Um, what stands out to you in your travels? Ooh. Like, oh, my I know gosh. it's a loaded I have question. So many, I have yeah. so many. First one that comes to mind. Um, uh, I went to Bora Bora. Wow. Which to me, so 
Um, my grandpa got me a, me a membership to the National Geographic's Junior Edition when I was little. So cool. And I remember getting those National Geographic's and, and just seeing all those places. I know how they feature like places in the world and animals and stuff like that. And I, you know, I, I told my dad, I was like, you know, dad, one day I'm going to go to this Bora Bora place. I didn't even know where it was at. I know map, you know, I was like French Polynesia. What is that? Um, and I, I was very lucky to be able to, I, I saved for, for quite a, quite some time. Uh, cause at that point in my life, I, I was not very, you know, you know, in a position to spend that kind of extra money, but yeah. it was, it was totally worth it. Um, the water there, the scuba there, the fact that you're in such a remote place, it's, it's incredible. It's incredible. I think my second favorite place, Patagonia, the Chilean wow. Patagonia. Wow. Amazing. You go there and you feel like you're back to where, how life started on earth. Hmm. It's this desolate, beautiful, uh, I, I, it's hard to explain it. Silent yet fulfilling place. Um, and the remoteness of getting there and where you're at is, 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 is crazy. Um, I would definitely, I would definitely recommend anyone that's ever been to Chile. It's a beautiful country, um, to go there. Um, where else, um, that really, I, I lived in Bosnia for a year and most people don't remember or think of Bosnia as, you know, former Yugoslavia sure. or think of Croatia. Uh, because, you know, it's more like, you know, part of the European Union, people go to Dubrovnik and stuff like that. But if you have an opportunity, and my friends from Bosnia, if they're, if they're listening to this, or they see this, it's, it's one of the most beautiful countries, beautiful people, amazing food. Mm. Um, and, and it's not on everyone's radar. It's a, it's an underrated kind of country that will just blow you away. So Wow. Many other places, Greg, for sure. But I, I like the first things that come to mind, like, you know, big impactful in my life where I was like, wow, like it was worth the trip to come here. Or this was something that changed my life or impacted me. Probably those three. Uh, that, that, that's huge. I personally haven't been to any of those. Uh, so that, that I, they're added to my list, Sandy, just so you know, you, you've made that impactful list for me already. I, I love to travel. I've always done it. Uh, you know, and I think that travel uh, really opens our eyes to different perspectives of culture, cuisine, you know, art, architecture, just, just generalized, Hey, what we have and what we don't have and how others, uh, really adapt to certain situations. I think that it, it adds beautiful perspective. I think we should all do more travel. Uh, we are kindred spirits in this note. So I have to, I have to ask you this too, from a parent to a parent of littles, um, you know, the traveling has, has not been as robust for us as of late. Um, you know, the last trip that we went on was um, to Italy and this was before Olivia. So that was quite some time ago. So have you guys ventured out and had any travels with the littles, any perspective on that at all? Or, you know, we, uh, I went to the Dominican. That was my first international trip with a little one and I was yeah. pregnant. Okay. I will tell you, she had a, it was during COVID, had a mm -hmm. 102 fever. I was panicking that we were not going to be able to get back through customs. There was no decent hospital around. I was like, what am I doing? <laughs> Why did I do this to myself? It was not oh. relaxing whatsoever. Mm -hmm. I think um, my parents always exposed me to travel early on. Mm -hmm. um, living in Europe is a lot easier because you drive four hours and you're in France. 
you sure. know, and the culture and the food and the experiences are so different. I have very fond memories of, of traveling. It's, mm-hmm. I think that's where I got my itch. I want to expose my children as soon as possible to that. But I also have to be conscientious that the trips I'm doing now are more for me because they won't necessarily remember them. Sure. Um, Although my daughter, we took her to the Florida Keys uh, with uh, our family. Yeah. And uh, we went lobstering. I went lobstering for the first time in my life. I caught lobster, Greg. I was pretty, yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, when my, when my brother-in-law, Pat, bless his heart, he got the scuba gear on and I was just there with the net to pick him up. Yeah. But I, I did do it. Um, and my daughter still to this day, and it's been a year, talks mm. about mommy and uncle Pat going in the boat and catching the big lobster that were climbing out of the container. That's it, I mean, it, it, it's, and she's three, right? So yeah. it's, um, it's a delicate balance, right? Because you want to go, you miss it. But at the same time, it's so hard because there's so much baby stuff to take with you. Mm-hmm. Um, I've I've had this long talk with my husband. And I think what we're going to start doing is more road trips, Yeah, maybe shorter trips, shorter distances, um, you know, look at more local stuff and then kind of reserve those bigger trips for when, you know, we're not feeding a bottle to a baby anymore and it's a little bit easier. Um, But you know what? I see many parents that do push the envelope and go to Hawaii and go to all these places. And I, I, I I mean, it's incredible to be honest with you. My hat goes off to them. I haven't figured out how to make it streamlined to do that. So if if there's any, any, you know, any folks listening to this that have master traveling with two under three, I would love to hear that. Yes, likewise, Sandy. Please put it put it in the comments. Uh, reach out to both of us on that one. I I, I think that's sound advice. We're, we're kind of taking that same road, you know, little trips here and there. Like we went to Martha's Vineyard, um, mm-hmm. so it's literally you know twenty minute drive, then a forty minute ferry, and then you're there. So, but that was a day trip, so we really got to feel what that was like. Um, I you know little things like to Salem, obviously going to Boston, you know. Mm-hmm. Just, just the drives, the short, um, we're really hoping to do, you know, Florida this year and France that's on our Ooh. list with the kids. So we want to try Florida first, you know, Olivia has been on, um, a couple planes, uh, Maverick's been on one from Colorado to Massachusetts, but, um, we want to try that in Florida, see what that's like for mm-hmm. a week or so. And then if everything checks out, we're going to, you know hop the pond sort of scenario. So we'll, we'll see, cross, cross the fingers. But I was curious because you're a traveler. I think that's important to know. You Not know that what? This- I, 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 I think too, people forget. Um, well, we don't forget, right? But we've just gone through two years of lockdown. Right. Uh, you know, if, if people that have children our age are COVID babies, you know, where For restrictions sure. were so tight, um, limitations to access. Um, you know, and I find, I find the, the, the patience and the mindset of people, um, e- even in business, right? It, it, it's the, these co- coming out of these COVID years, changing expectations, resetting standards, resetting processes, procedures, with, whether it's traveling with children or in our business, right? The, the coming out of COVID mm. changed a lot of how we did things and how we thought about things. Yeah. Um, and you know, where before we would just like, oh, let's get on a plane and just go somewhere, even with my daughter. Yeah. You know, once COVID hit, it was like, well, no, we can't. And, you know, it, it's not that easy. And, yeah. you know, can, can we get to where we need to go? Do we, so it, I think, I think COVID really changed a lot. Um, 
for me at least in terms of yeah. perspective too and, and and access to stuff for sure, sure. oh it, it's it, and that's a that's a beautiful segue in, into the thought process of business cuz it changed business too it not on a personal basis right for travel and recreation but for businesses and shifting in technology and communication and and really just the the getting the job done onto the real estate side of it, Sandy. And I, I, uh, I, I really want to dive into this because so many people tune into Titans to really learn from the best and brightest and, and to really gain knowledge from your experience and, and really what you've seen over your time. Uh, so I think that going into this, if you could look back at your career thus far, Sandy, and give a piece of advice or two on something that you implemented or applied that really moved the needle, that really shifted uh, the business for growth. Well, what advice would you give? What does that look like for you? I mean, it could go little things and big things, right? Yeah. Um, you know, one of the things that one of the things that comes with growth in our business is that we can't go to every closing. I mean, you physically cannot, right? Sure. But I still wanted a touch point. Um, you know, I used to go to every closing and, and bring a little closing gift and, you know, um, but with COVID, we were restricted. You know, we couldn't attend them or. And so um, when we started the company, I was like, you know, what is sustainable, mm -hmm. um, economical, personal, mm -hmm. um, and, and, and we can and, and automate it. Right. Automation is a big part of how I operate my day to day. Mm -hmm. Love it. Automating systems and procedures for standardization of everything. Mm -hmm. The minute you deviate, when you do large volume, it, it creates burdensome uh, roadblocks. And so I always try to revisit things and look at things with fresh eyes to see I'm continuously improving procedures and processes to wow. make sure that we alleviate as much time on redundancy and procedure and, and processes that are not generating income wow. or, or a good customer experience. So one of the things that we did was implement, um, and you, you probably heard of these like automated gift uh, sending uh, bots. Oh, no, um, yeah, please share. Yeah, this is great. Yeah, we, um, we decided to, um, because what was happening earlier, Greg, is so we have these predicted closings a year. So we would buy X amount of gifts and we would keep in a storage room. And as loan officers get closings, they take them with them, right? Well, now we have five states and we have many closings happening sometimes at the same time. So we cannot go to the same closing. We cannot be in attendance. So what we did is um, um, like a week or two after closing, our buyers get a text of like, uh, it, and it's personalized from the loan officer that we auto-generate on their behalf. So it's like, hi, this is Sandy. It's been such a pleasure and honor helping you purchase this home. Um, we hope the closing went well. And of course, you know, we, we, we know that it closed. Um, and, uh, you know, here's a token of appreciation just to say thank you. And so then the bot goes into asking them, you know, do you like coffee or tea or um, do you like chocolate or, you know, little things. Right. And sure. so the gift, uh, uh, the, the gift box that they receive, um, it's, is customized to the selections that they've made. So it's not like just a blanket or a cutting wow. board or something like that. Right. It's, it's really tailored to what they've told us they like. Hmm. Um, it comes with a handwritten letter um, saying again from the loan officer saying, thank you. I will tell you, it has made a huge impact on our social presence because when they do get this text for us to send them this gift, they're asked to leave a review. 
And this review is posted on Google, on our Facebook page, you know, wherever they uh, you know, allow and provide us authorization to post it at. Sure. But it's, it's, it's made for great customer reviews, increased of social media presence at a very rapid pace because we're a fairly new company. So giving, getting our presence um, you know, noted online was important to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but also I don't have extra stock of stuff laying around in a room. It, we only order what we need. Uh, it's tailored. Um, and we have like a 70% response rate. Wow. which it's incredible. I mean, 70% of the consumers that we close are, feel so obliged to say something about our service um, mm-hmm. that they want to leave a message and, and actually take the time to write a review, which is, which is incredible. Um, so that's one of the things, and it's automated. The loan officers don't have to do anything. Yep. Um, it's fully automated, but it comes from them. And it's a service that we actually at View Mortgage provide to our loan officers. So it's a point of recruiting because, you know, we're like, I want to alleviate that. I mean, if you want to go to your closing and take a bottle of wine or something, sure, you do whatever you want. Right. Um, but we as a company are facilitating this for you um, without you having to do anything. It's generating positive review to feedbacks from, from your consumers. Mm-hmm. Um you know, but, but also giving them, you know, a little thank you as well, which is also nice. So that's one of the things that we've put in place where, you know, it's, it's not necessarily income generating directly, but it improves that overall process with the customer. And I think it leaves them a good taste in their mouth, you know, when they get that after closing and they'll be like, you know, when they're having their chocolates at home and they have their neighbor over or someone will be like, Oh, well, my mortgage company sent me this or, and it just starts that, you know, hope what we hope is an organic conversation to drive, you know, more business to us in the future. Uh, Sandy, I, everything that you shared there was incredible. I mean, you look at it from a standpoint of setting up automations and leverage points to improve the overall customer experience, making it tailored and customized is massive. Saving time for the individual team members of your organization uh, is huge. Always looking for that layer um, to save time and increase productivity. Uh, and still make people feel uh, like they're heard, like they're seen mm-hmm. and they're cared for. Um, I think that that's that's crucially important. But then you you tapped into a secondary note into there, which is social proof. I mean, that's huge. That's where everyone's basing a decision is people really writing reviews and explaining what their experience was like with that brand, product, or service. And to make it as simplistic and as easy for that to happen as possible. Um, it, it's brilliant, you know, and again, on your site, I mean, 300 plus reviews and, and you can see that it's just, it's one of those things where it's crucially important. Unfortunately, there's so many people who kind of put that on the back burner and they're always so focused on, okay, I need to do this, this, and this. And I understand that there's a process in play and, and the customer always comes first and looking at it from that standpoint. But the best and brightest ways to increase production and really get more referral business is that social proof. So you've really nailed out two very key components for growth. I mean, that's huge. Great advice um, in, into that. A- any other thoughts um, in there? This is great, Sandy. This is fantastic. I, lo- I love what you're giving here. Um, you know, we, um, again, automation um, yeah. and, 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 and saving money. So... I know a lot of businesses use um, the big, um, like your uh, uh, Rubies or um, Abby Connects, and, you know, for for answering service. Yep. Um, again, we are a company that's located in five states. 
but I don't have a receptionist in five states. That would be, you know, a, a, an insane amount of money that is ludicrous, right? Sure, sure. Um, at the same time, you know, we had to provide this service where I don't want any customer to go to voicemail mm-hmm. when they call a general line, right? Yeah. So not necessarily a cell phone for a particular loan officer, you know, that's for them to carry in their business to hold. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I don't want to micromanage. There's a, there's a type, there's a thin line between micromanaging your team and enabling procedures and processes to foster their growth and independence wow. as well. Well said. Um, so to me, what I wanted to do is establish a procedure where we would have a local number at every one of our markets that was always answered. And that call was, um, so, so hiring those, those um, receptionists that we coached to answer the way we wanted it to, and, and they're bilingual as well, um, has helped a lot in terms of like driving the calls and ensuring that no one goes into voicemail. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so that's been very helpful. Um, one of the things I've personally, because I, I also originate myself, I don't just manage the team and oversee the, the company, but yeah. You know, I always, I always still try to originate myself because um, I, you know, I do have a passion for people and I do want to keep, you know, you know, helping individuals. Um, I, I don't do it in the volume that I used to um, just for the sake of time, yeah. but I, but I certainly do still dabble into it. And one of the things I've personally had to remind myself of is empathy mm. um, and communication uh, levels. Um, we have so many different demographics purchasing homes right now with the biggest one being the millennial cohort, right? Mm-hmm. But we do have a lot of retirees, um, younger generations, older generations. How do they communicate best? I mm-hmm. feel like sometimes we pigeonhole the communication uh, device or, or vehicle based mm-hmm. on our preference versus the preference of our customer. And I'm a big email person. You and I were having this conversation earlier where you're like, Sandy, where would you like to communicate with me? And I'm like, I'm an older millennial. Give me email all day long, you know, because yeah. um, yeah. I can sort, I can flag, I can. Um, but if you talk to my mom, mm-hmm. give me a phone call. I sure. do not want an email, right? If you talk to my brother, who's 15 years younger than me, send me a text. And even then I might not answer you. Maybe if you send me a TikTok, I will. So it was During COVID, especially when I couldn't just have someone in the office come in and I could build that rapport in person, Mm -hmm. I had to retrain myself to say, I know it's easy for me to send an email. That's easy for me. Sure. A phone call to me is harder. A text might be harder to track, but how is the consumer going to best? How am I going to serve my customer best? What do they need? So I started asking Again, something so simple, right? But on my phone calls to them, um, on my initial phone calls to them, aside from saying, listen, what are your what are your financial goals that you're attempting to reach with the purchase of this home? Mm-hmm. That's how I always start all of my my phone calls with new with new applicants. Wow. But then segueing it with moving forward, what's your preferred method of communication? How do you feel it's best for me to reach out to you? Mm-hmm. And um, that's something new that I added to my, my script, my personal script, because I noticed that, again, I was selfishly kind of just doing it my way sure, and um, not, not listening. And, and, and listening is a big part of, you know, we're, we, we just continually have to teach ourselves how to bite better listeners, right? Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and, and, and learning that, that vehicle for them to be more receptive of communication, I think was key too, for, for my own development after the COVID piece. Uh, you know, but Sandy, as you, as you mentioned it, you're just dropping so many gems 
uh, for everybody to really apply. The fundamental basis of mirroring communication, it, it, it seems simplistic in nature, but very few professionals do it. And it is very centered on their time and what's working. But when you flip that and you really are in the places where your clients and or your partners need to be to communicate the smoothest for them, it's always about them. It's not about us. And the fact that you're mentioning that and obviously apply that to your life and to your business, it's huge. And it's advice that every single person who's listening with us live or if they're tuning in and listening after the fact should be applying to their business. Um, I, I think that communication is everything. Uh, another aspect that I love that you mentioned is just being there to listen. Uh, there's so many people that are out there just trying to push the, the movement forward and to kind of hurry along and just to be there, to be present, to, to listen to what their concerns, their needs are and, and respond accordingly mm -hmm. with the best piece of advice to really continue that relationship down the road. And that works out best for everybody. Uh, you know, just listen more. I mean, it's that old adage that's been thrown around forever in a day, two ears and one mouth for a reason. Uh, you know, so I, I think that that's huge coming from you. That, that means a lot. People that are out there that are tuning into the Titans, they want to learn from the best and brightest and understand what makes the effect and what shifts and change. I, I know that I've been picking your brain uh, a ton here, Sandy. I, I got to ask you one more question. Uh, this is incredible information. I know so many people have taken stuff away. From an individual production standpoint, if you could give a piece of advice on that standpoint, like how did you, how did you grow your business? What was the the takeaway? Is it partnerships that you had in, in the industry with other real estate professionals? Is it through like education? I mean, was it events and, you know, cross um, like joint venture opportunities, sponsorships? How did you grow your business? Anybody out there, maybe if they're a newer uh, professional and they're looking to you for advice or guidance that way, what would you give advice? Like, how did you grow your production? I guess. Mm -hmm. What was the pivotal? I got very lucky, Greg, because I got hired on by someone that um, wanted to foster my development and wanted to give me part of their business. So I, I got really lucky that I got a leg up in terms of like, you know, there was business there to be managed. Mm -hmm. um, that doesn't mean, you know, it's just given to you, right? You still have to no. earn it. Yes. Um, but I, I, if, if you have someone that's listening to this, that's getting new, you know, have a, a mentor or a, a sponsor. I always think of it as sponsor. Yeah. Who's there for you mm. to keep you in check, to read your goals, to keep you to your goals, to make sure you strategize. What's your strategy? What is your goal? What are you working for and what are you working towards? And then build that plan backwards. That's how I always start every year. I would say, what is my goal for the end of the year? I want to do 140 loans. Well, how do I get there? Mm -hmm. Well, I'm going to attend, you know, these many events. I'm going to sponsor this many things. And I'm going to take, um, you know, three realtors, you know, you know, just to meet them, you know, just to say hi. One of the things I noticed for me that was successful, and I don't know if this works for everyone, but um, I, I really was keen to partnering with people that had, were very like-minded. Mm -hmm. meaning that had the same level of customer service. I, and when I say that, it doesn't mean that I was giving better or worse customer service than anyone else, but in the, in the likes of the expectation of what good client service was matched my idea of what good client service was. 
And so those relationships with those realtor partners um, and other referral partners grew from the fact that I respected them very much as business people. They respected me. Mm -hmm. um, And we had an equal idea of what it was that we wanted to offer that client. Um, which doesn't happen very often, right? Because sometimes I, I used to have realtors where I was like, you know, I, 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 you and I just don't, you know, we don't see eye to eye. So maybe this is not the best partnership. But right. there were others where I was like, you know, I have some people in mind where I'm like, oh my goodness, like, you know, you, you, I trust you 100%. I know this conversation and, and what information we're giving our common customer is going to be of, you know, and, and going back to, you know, Greg, if I can have any piece of advice to anyone listening, yeah. one of the, I've, I've been very, I've been very blessed to, you know, been going through this leadership program with, um, with my company yeah. and, um, they, they have a term for something I've been doing that I didn't realize I was doing until they coined the term and it's called waitressing. Wow. And ever since I've learned that it's a thing, I've actually been more conscientious to act on it. Hmm. And I think this has helped grow most of my business was return business from clients. Love it. Um, my realtor partnerships, I had some um, and they were phenomenal and they are phenomenal. Um, but a lot of where I got my, my return business was, was former clients, actually, especially during the refi boom. Yeah. And so waitressing. Hmm. So when you talk to someone and you're asking them a question and they tell you what they want to listen, you know, what, let's say you say, you know what? What, what are your favorite colors? Then you're like, mm-hmm. my favorite colors are red, white, and blue, but I can do yellow too. So repeating back to them. So if I understood you correctly, mm. you just said, and let me know if I didn't, please, because I want to make sure I'm, I'm getting you know all the information correctly that you like red and blue, but you also would do yellow in this specific case. Mm. And I've realized a lot of people might be like, oh no, that's not what I meant at all. You know? And so that miscommunication right there could have been a deal breaker. You know, sure. it, I could have locked their loan wrong. I could have, you know, two months later, it's so I, I, I now practice it actively with my kids, wow. with my family, with mm-hmm. my partners, with, uh, you know, uh, my team, yeah. with my bosses to make sure that I'm asking questions, I'm listening but then I'm repeating back to them or waitressing what I heard because it just, it alleviates so many issues down the road by actually understanding what someone meant to say. Um, But, but yeah, that's, I, I've been, I've been really fostering the waitressing lately and, and, and I love the term and I finally find a a term that's, that it's coined for. So I was like, you know what, if anything, you know, one last thought, there it is. I love that, Sandy. And I've never heard that term before. Uh, you know, the the thought process behind that is just diving deeper into what you were talking about earlier, which is high levels of communication. Taking it to that next step is really making sure that you understand what they said and that they understand whether you got it or not. I mean, I think to me, ultimately, that's huge. And I love what you're stating there. And that goes back to really listening really communicating and caring that that just shows that you care because if people are going through the motions if they're just ch- checking boxes that that's not going to happen that level of customer service that level of care and communication is not going to happen and ultimately that's going to hinder on the overall process and the most important key which is the repeat business that you have and that's a big proponent and, and i 
I love this. I, I mean, I get, we could talk all day, Sandy. I know you're just scratching the surface of your knowledge and everything that you give and share with the community uh, and just doing incredible things in the, in the mortgage space. Um, I can't encourage everybody out there enough to please reach out to Sandy. If anything stuck out to you, reach out to her via email. We'll have that in the show notes. Uh, so that you can do that as well. I don't well. do TikTok, so I I, I, even, I don't even know how. So uh, Fair enough. E- but- email works best for this old millennial. <laughs> email is fantastic, Sandy, and, and and Facebook. You know, jump on Facebook, connect with her, follow her. I, I can't uh, stress that enough. I mean, what a what a wealth of knowledge, Sandy. And again, it's just an absolute pleasure you taking the time. I can't thank you enough, Sandy. It, it's been an honor for sure. Thank you so much, Greg, for having me and, um, you know, encouraging, um, people to learn from each other. Um, and you know, just, it, it's just wonderful that the share of information that you, you promulgate. So I am so grateful that you added me to this and I hope, I hope someone out there gets something out of it. Um, if not, it was just great talking to you anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Sandy, I know people got a ton out of this. I did myself included with that. So I, I truly know that there's an impact out there and somebody uh, has really, really connected in a meaningful way. And that's the whole point. I appreciate you saying that. I, you know, I love connecting with individuals as do you and, and ultimately just giving and sharing as much as we can to, to the world and the community that's given us so much. Uh, but you, I do have to dub you, you're an official real estate Titan. Uh, so that's a badge of honor that you can carry in your heart forever. Thank I, you. I say Thank there's you. no trophies or prideful, prideful. It's there. It's there. It, it literally is a resume sort of thing or past real estate Titan, but uh, no, Sandy. Hey, thank you so much. I, I appreciate you. And Everybody out there, thank you uh, I, I, for your love and support, your time and attention. As always, it means the world uh, to us here at Real Estate Titans. And hopefully you took a lot of good takeaways you can apply to your business. I do have to give our sponsor a quick shout out, Lionbolt Media. If you are a real estate professional looking to grow and scale your business in the digital aspects, growing brand, saturating the market, conversion for lead generation, visit lionboltmedia.com for more information. We are live here on Real Estate Titans every Tuesday afternoon, a different Titan, a different location. Catch everybody on the next live episode of Real Estate Titans. Take care. Thanks, Sandy.